Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. My name is Grant Baldwin. Good to have you here with us today. Hope you're doing well. Hope life is treating you good. we got a great episode for you today here on episode 66, Route 66. Is that, um? you remember when Sonic used to have those drinks? Do they still have those, like a Route, is it, wasn't it like a Route 66? Like the big gulp, like the big, big, big gulp. Maybe like five of you have any idea what I'm talking about right now, but uh, I apologize for that. Anyway, let's get into today's conversation. Hey, today we're going to be talking with my buddy John Corcoran all about webinars. And webinars can be an extremely effective and powerful tool for speakers to do some speaking, to have some opportunity to speak in kind of an online setting. I personally, I do a lot of webinars, and so I've learned a lot from John. But John is someone who's done just a ton of webinars. And uh, in fact, he and I are going to be co-hosting a training coming up on June the 1st, June the 1st, which is going to be a win. Wednesday. It's going to be next week at the time of this episode goes out. So I wanted to make sure that you register for that. We're going to be scratching the surface day, but we're going to be going way more in depth on Wednesday, June the 1st, all about webinars and, and how to get going with them. So in fact, if you'd like to join us, you can go to thespeakerlab.com slash John, J-O-H-N. Again, that's thespeakerlab.com slash John to register for that June 1st webinar. We'd love, love, love to have you come hang out with us. But without further ado, let's get into it. Let's talk about webinars, why they matter, how you get started, figuring out topics, how to attract an audience, all of that stuff. And, and again, especially why they matter to speakers and how they can be used to build your speaking business. So let's get into it again. We are just scratching the surface. You're going to need to join us June the 1st as we uh, hang out and chit chat a little bit more about webinars. So uh, let's get into it. Here's my uh, conversation with my buddy, John Corcoran, all about webinars. Enjoy. What's up, my friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Today, we are joined by my good buddy, John Corcoran, who is a just all-around good dude. He's a networking expert. He's really good at connecting and building relationships with other people. But he's also specifically what we're going to be talking about today. He is really good when it comes to webinars. And so John and I are actually going to be co-hosting a training all about webinars on June the 1st, just coming up in just a couple of days. You're going to want to register for that. We're going to tell you about that in a little bit. And John's got a, a free giveaway, I think, that's going to be helpful for you. But we're going to be uh, talking all about webinars, whether you've done them, whether you haven't done them. This is the place to be. We're glad you're here today. So John, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, Grant. Thanks so much for having me. All right. So first of all, let's give kind of a high level view of who you are, what you do, and kind of how webinars came into your business and into your heart and into your life. Sure. Yeah. So I think probably like many of your listeners are going to be listening to this, you know, I was a service professional who was looking to have a bigger impact and looking for different ways to do that. And there's so many, only so many hours in the day to do that. 
and you get sick of doing the one-to-one client work. You want to have a one-to-many, bigger impact on more people. And eventually, after a long time, I stumbled upon using webinars. And at this point in time, they're just a tremendous tool. And I've seen amazing results with it. During 2015, I actually did 83 webinars, which is a little bit exhausting. You don't have to do that many. Yeah, you could do one a month if you wanted to, you know. But it's just an amazing tool that allows you to have a bigger impact. I run a website called Smart Business Revolution. And through that website, I show other business owners and entrepreneurs how to build better relationships in business. And webinar is an amazing tool for doing that because you can have a bigger impact and you can build relationships at scale with thousands or tens of thousands of people using that tool. Gotcha. So you mentioned that you run a blog and a site, but then also you've got this whole like law practice thing on the site. Like what's the service-based business that you have been doing that has been uh, kind of run up against the time hours versus dollars challenge? Right. Yeah. I've, I've been a practicing lawyer, still am for the last eight years. And, you know, a lawyer is not all that different from a business perspective, from a business perspective, business model perspective, as someone who, you know, you charge, you pay $10 to mow your lawn. You know, you're getting money to perform a service and there are only so many hours in the day and there's only so much that you can charge per hour. And so there are limits. And if you want to have more freedom, if you want to have a bigger impact, then you need to have find some way to get around that formula. And so for a number of years, while practicing law, while running my own small boutique practice here in the San Francisco Bay Area, catering to entrepreneurs, I would try different things in order to have that bigger impact, to have more leverage my time in a better way. And eventually, after a lot of trial and error, I eventually got to the point of discovering webinars and the power of what an impact they can have. And now I'm just the biggest advocate. I just try and tell other people how powerful they are and what a big impact they can have on your business. And I know, Grant, that you certainly agree with that because it's had a big impact on your business as well. Yeah, it's had a massive impact on our business. And it's been when people ask how we've had such significant business growth or email list growth, I always just say webinars, 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 yeah. webinars, webinars. They've had a huge, huge impact for us. So, okay, let's talk about this. There's going to be some people listening to this like, I don't even know what the crap you're talking about right now. So what exactly is a <laughs> webinar? If you're talking to my 10-year-old daughter right now about webinars, what, what exactly is a webinar? Yeah. And also, why does it matter, especially if you're aspiring to be a speaker? That's another important point. You know, if you want to get more speaking gigs, why would I want to do webinars? Well, the truth is, I actually I'm not even a speaker. And yet I get emails all the time from people inviting me to come speak at different events. So actually doing webinars can complement a speaking business. But what is a webinar? A webinar is, is simply a presentation that you make through your computer that people worldwide can access. So you can have people that are in Australia, India, England, all over the U.S. can be live in real time interacting with you. You can be on camera if you like, or you can just do a presentation with a screencast or with a PowerPoint or a PDF. It's the technology, once you get past the initial hurdle of figuring it out, which isn't all that complicated, the technology is, can be quite simple. In fact, when I'm doing a webinar presentation, all I'm really doing is sliding forward in a PDF from slide to slide and speaking into a microphone, which is incredibly simple. And then you also have the interactivity element because you can have a chat box as well and you can interact with people, people can ask questions. So it combines some of the benefits of a live event where you have people in person without the detriment of having to travel. The people who participate it can be anywhere. And another big advantage 
is you can grow your email list. As you mentioned, you can grow an email list, which is a really powerful tool for communicating with people who are interested in what it is you have to say. Right, for sure. So, okay, so let's talk about this. You kind of touched on this about like, why would I want to do a webinar though? If I'm, I'm trying to get speaking gigs, so how is doing a webinar going to help me or how would a doing a webinar, like how would it fit into my business as a speaker? So what are some different ways that people use webinars? Well, what a webinar does is it positions you as a thought leader people start to perceive you on a higher plane because you're speaking with authority on a particular topic. It also allows you to accumulate an email list, which is no small thing. You know, for example, you and I spoke on stage last September at an event. And if I get invited to speak at an event now, as I did in that case, I emailed my list to tell them about it. And if you've got someone who's booking speakers for an upcoming event, and you can say to that event organizer, yeah, I'll email my list of however many, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, whatever, however big your list size is. And you get people who come to that event. I mean, how much more powerful is that, right? You know, I mean, you're actually putting butts in seats for that event organizer. So that's a tremendously powerful tool. And webinars are really, they're just a new technology, but they function in many ways as a book would, you know, a book is a status symbol. It conveys authority on you uh, and it helps you to get your message out and it helps other people to learn who you are and it creates a following, creates an audience of people who are interested in what it is you have to talk about. So it's really just a new technology version of a book. Right. That makes sense. And one of the things I would echo too is that part of the, the challenge, you kind of touched on this earlier, is that as a speaker, you can only speak to one audience in one place and one time and one setting. Whereas with a, anytime I know when I do a webinar, I'm talking to people oftentimes literally all over the world and yeah. the people that are literally a bunch of different states in the US, a bunch of different countries around the world that I would never have the opportunity to speak to them otherwise. And so it gives me the opportunity to be home, to be with my family more, but it also gives me the opportunity to make a much bigger impact in terms of, of people that I'm able to connect with or reach that I wouldn't have the opportunity to reach otherwise. So speaking definitely yeah. does that. The other thing too is that, yes, it's a different context than speaking at a live event, but presenting a webinar does give you a lot of practice. It does help you to give a presentation. And again, granted, it's a, it's a digital presentation. And granted, people are watching you on a screen versus a, a live in-person situation. But I know for me that the more often I speak, that the better I become, the more comfortable I feel, the more I get to try stuff and I get a sense of what works and what doesn't. And so even presenting webinars on a regular basis helps you just to become a better speaker and a better presenter. That's right. And, you know, I have a student of mine who is an American who she ended up moving to a tiny town of 600 people off the coast of Australia in the island of Tasmania, which is off the south southern coast of Australia. 600 person town. She actually was a business coach and strategist and had some really deep experience. But you can imagine very quickly she ran out of potential clients in a 600 person town. But through webinars, that allows her to tap into and to reach potentially a global audience. So if you live in a small town or you live in a small community and you, maybe you've tapped out all your potential clients, it allows you to find people 
a lot further away. And for you as a service provider or as a product seller, you find people all over the globe who might be interested in buying something from you, maybe coaching, maybe consulting, maybe having you do some strategy with them or buying a digital course that you create. By the way, you do not have to have a digital course in order to get started with webinars. There are many ways that you can use webinars. You can leverage webinars without having some kind of digital course because sometimes that's a barrier for people. But, you know, I mean, I had another student. He sold oil drilling fluids in the western portion of Canada. And this is kind of interesting. He had a bit of a drinking problem. And when you're in sales, you have to go out and entertain people frequently. And he didn't want to go out and do that entertainment anymore because it was taking him to bars and restaurants and that sort of thing. And so he started using webinars as a way of getting away from that and selling products, oil drilling fluids, right? I mean, that's That's an unusual. Yeah, you wouldn't think that would be a product you could sell in webinars. But if you can sell a product face to face or you can sell a product or a service in front of five people or 10 people, then you can sell it on a webinar. Gotcha. Okay. So let's talk about that for a second. If if people are listening and going like, okay, I'm intrigued to try a webinar. Maybe I've heard of webinars. Maybe I've I've attended a few webinars. I'm having trouble figuring out if I was going to do a webinar, what would I actually do one about? Like, what is it? Like, why would anyone want to come hear me run my mouth at a camera for a little while? So how do I figure out what the topic should be and you know, what exactly I should cover in a webinar? Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can gauge what would be a good topic to start with. If you're already a speaker, if you're already going out there and speaking on different topics, then that's a natural, right? Right, Whatever you're talking about. But also just asking around in your target audience. So getting really clear on who are the types of people that I want to serve that want to help out and asking them, what do you need help with? If I did a presentation on this topic, would that be something you'd want to register for? Is that something you'd want to show up for? And there can be a little bit of trial and error because you might do a couple different topics and see how many people register for it. And some topics might surprise you, might become more popular than others. Like for me, I did a lot of different topics. You know, I talk about how to build better relationships in business. Eventually, I settled on a title of how to cold email any VIP. It wasn't the initial topic that I came up with, but I realized that I kind of tapped into something here where people were really interested in this idea of how can I send an email completely cold to some VIP or influencer in my industry and get them to respond so that I can build a relationship with them. Rather than titling it something like, you know, how to build a relationship with an influencer by taking this approach of starting with a cold email, that was the entry point. And a lot of people were a lot more interested in registering for that presentation. And then it gave me the opportunity to talk about other topics that I believed which were significant for that audience. So it sounds like you kind of knew that a little bit from just your own speaking. If I'm just getting started speaking, I'm still trying to figure out maybe what my speaking topic would be. Is there a good way to figure out some potential webinar topics or what would be the type of thing that people would even want to show up for? Because it's one thing for me to be interested in. And again, there's a lot of parallels with just speaking in general. Just because I'm interested in speaking about it doesn't necessarily mean anyone's interested in hiring me or listening to a a webinar on it. So is there other things that I can do to just kind of like almost validate that the topic itself? Yep. There's a, so there's a number of things. One thing that I really liked that you did was just do a Q and A. Yeah. As your initial webinar, I believe that was your first webinar was right. just a Q&A. Now, you're going to need to get people to show up for it. And so it helps you have some kind of email list to begin with or some kind of audience or following. But literally, you can just email people who you know you think might be interested in it. And who's going to 
mind you doing that, right? I'm doing a free Q&A on XYZ topic. Like you can just leave it really broad. It could be about whatever your general topic area is and invite people to it. Maybe they register, maybe they show up, maybe they don't. And just tell people who you think it might be relevant for. But another thing that I recommend is because webinars are really a cutting edge technology, it's really new. I mean, a lot of people are not using webinars. There are a lot of topics that are not really being leveraged yet is doing some research. And there's a couple of ways you can do that. One is you can look on YouTube for webinar recordings. And the number of recordings of past webinars on YouTube is growing exponentially right now. So you can look and see what else has been topic, has been covered and what hasn't. So let's say you want to talk about, I don't know, stress reduction for people, people who have got a lot of anxiety and how they can reduce their stress. Maybe you're a psychologist or something like that. You can look for a term like that, a search term like that on YouTube and see what's been covered, what hasn't, what's been popular, how many views it's had, you know, that sort of thing. Another thing you can do is look on Amazon. Take the same keyword term that you're broadly looking for. Look on Amazon what books have been written on this topic. Look within the table of contents for those books and see what they talk about in those books. See what the reviews are, what books seem to be popular, what books haven't been covered. Read the three-star reviews to see what people say is missing in this book that should be covered that's not in there. Right. A lot of times a book's been written on a topic, but no one's done a webinar on it or no one's done a webinar quite in this unique way that you would do it. And then another one you can do is looking at some of the different course providers out there like Udemy, Coursera, even iTunes University. Look at places like that where courses exist and look and see what digital courses have been created out there. Now, a lot of these, again, you know, these are new platforms that haven't been around for a long time. So a lot of times topics haven't been covered, but maybe you can cover it in an interesting way that hasn't been dealt with yet. So if it's stress reduction, maybe you focus on stress reduction for moms or you focus on stress reduction for busy executives. So you focus it a particular way that hasn't been covered before and always be mindful of how that's going to influence the people who are drawn to you. Because if you define it in a particular way and you start doing webinars on that topic, you might find six months or a year from now, you've got 10,000 people who meet that exact criteria who are on your email list. So you want to make sure that's a group of people that you want to be drawn to the work that you're doing. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, and I was, uh, I'm glad you brought up the, the Q&A thing because that you're exactly right. That's what I did in the beginning of going like, I see the value of webinars. I'm intrigued to do one. I have some ideas of what I could do on it. But tell you what, let's just for simplicity, I'm not going to create a presentation. I'm just going to do a Q&A. And I mean, this is essentially like a, modern day version of Periscope, you know, or something like that, where it's just a a little bit more formal, but you're still, you're not preparing anything. You're just hanging out, doing some Q&A, just answering people's questions. And oftentimes some of those questions that you may be getting may trigger some ideas of what a potential webinar topic could be. So, okay, so let's do this. So at this point, let's imagine that I've got a decent idea of my webinar topic. How do I start to figure out the technology piece? I think that can be something that can be intimidating. There's a lot of different options. There's a lot of different ways that you can piece together options. So how do I make this as simple as possible on the technology side? Right. And what's amazing is now you can make it also a lot less expensive than it used to be. So not that long ago, you had to fork over 100 bucks or more per month to get one of these platforms. There weren't that many choices and a lot more have been evolving. A lot of that has come thanks to Google getting in the game. Google created Hangouts and Hangouts have served as the backbone for other platforms that have come out there. So traditional ones are GoToWebinar, before that Citrix, but now you have Webinar Jam is an option, Webinar Ninja from our friend Omar Zenhome, 
you can use a lead page. So you can use leadpages.net combined with Google Hangout on air, just combine the two that way. And there's more and more platforms that are coming out there. You mentioned Periscope, Facebook Live is another option, blab.im. Yeah, there's these different platforms that are coming and more will come in the future, which take advantage of leverage the internet, leverage the tools that we have these days and allow people to connect in a very interactive way and put a presentation on and also engage with people in real time. And I think more and more of these types of platforms will evolve. There's instant teleseminars, another one that's been around for a long time that I played around with in the past. So, you know, most of these different platforms will give you some kind of free trial so you can try it out and see if you feel comfortable with that. I suggest that you do that and just find one that feels really comfortable to you. Cool. And again, I've used... Uh like you mentioned, the Google Hangouts Plus on the lead page. I've done that quite a bit. But we've also played with Webinar Jam and, and Webinar Ninja and GoToWebinar. So yeah, there's a lot of great options out there. And again, we kind of touched on this at the beginning that you and I are going to be co-hosting a just a free training. And so I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more in depth on that. So okay, so let's imagine this. I've got some of the technology stuff figured out. I got some of my options I've explored, figured out what I want to do next. How do I get people to actually show up and participate? You know, because I've got or even just to register. Let's start with that. How do I get people to register of going like, I want to do, uh, you know, you and I, we're co-hosting a webinar on June the 1st. How do we get people to show up? Sure. So there's what you should be doing when you're just complete newbie, completely starting out. And then there's how you can throw some rocket fuel on your process, which is something that Grant and I have done in the last year or so. Let's start with, if you're completely new to webinars, let's start with just that. If you're completely new, then you don't want a huge audience to begin with because you want to get the kinks out. You know, it's like you right. don't go speak at Carnegie Hall when you're just getting started right, speaking. Right. You, you speak to your local Toastmasters with five people in the audience, right? So you want to get started with a smaller group and just get the kinks out, figure it out, figure out your platform, all that kind of stuff. And in those early days, it's literally, it can be inviting people who you know, looking through your inbox. Who are some people that I'm already in contact with? You know, existing clients, past clients, friends, colleagues, you know, other business members in the community, members of the Chamber of Commerce, whatever. You're just inviting all those people and literally inviting them out to come out to your presentation. Some people actually say, oh, I don't want to invite anyone I actually know. But, you know, those are actually the best people. Those are the people who are most likely to show up. And those are people who are most likely to buy from you if you sell something, if they already know you and trust you. So those are the best people to go to. And then there are also some free platforms out there where you can pro you can promote an upcoming webinar, literally free listings, webinar listings, websites, directories where you can promote it. You can use social media, of course, as well. Mine, your LinkedIn, your Facebook connections, send out individual one-on-one, -on -one, you know, guerrilla style, reaching out to people, telling them about about the webinar so you start to build momentum that way. Then there's the rocket fuel that I was talking about, which is going around and doing presentations to other active audiences which are an appropriate fit for you. And that's something that Grant and I have done. It's commonly called JV webinars. I'm not too crazy about that internet marketing kind of term. So I use, usually refer to them as collaborative webinars because that's what no, you're doing. No, no, that's not what you refer to them as. Um, <laughs> you refer to them, uh, uh, what was it? Oh, oh, you're talking about uh, for uh, Care Bear. Care Bear, Care yes. Bear webinars. Yes. The, yes. the backstory is, this was the uh, Webinar Ninja conference in September 2015, which we were both at. And uh, Omar, you know, I was explaining how you collaborate, you work together, you're all happy-go-lucky family. And so Omar jokingly said, it's a Care Bear webinar. And it's and stuck. 
Yeah, it's stuck. So, so yeah, I mean, what I love about it is it's a way of broadening your audience. I mean, Grant, I'm sure you can testify to this. You can get a tremendous amount of interest very quickly. So there have been days where I've looked at my email list and I got 1,500 new email subscribers that were added to my list from signing up to a webinar. And I didn't even do anything on that particular day. It's because a partner for a webinar that I was going to be presenting sent an email to their audience telling them, inviting them to this webinar and that's how a bunch of people ended up getting added to my list. Now, the natural next question for that is, well, how do you find these partners? Right. How do you find people who are willing to promote you? And that is a longer-term process. You know, you can't just go approach someone who has a 100,000-person email list and say, hey, you've never met me before. I have this presentation. I'd like to do it for your audience. Right. It can take some time. What I recommend is you start with people who are at your level and you work your way up. So, you know, if you have 100 people on an email list, you start with someone else who has 100 people on your email list. You do a presentation for their audience. Maybe they do a presentation for your audience and you just grow it from there. Go up and up and up and eventually you'll get larger and larger audiences. You'll get experience under your belt. You'll get better at it and word will get out. I mean, I've done presentations for a Weber, for Tony Robbins' company. I've done presentations for... Grant, I've done presentations for Michael Port's audience, Chris Brogan. I didn't start out doing these presentations right in the beginning. I didn't reach out to them in the beginning because I would not have gotten any chance to do that, and I needed the experience under my belt. But once you do that, once the word gets out, then you have those types of opportunities can come along. Well, and you kind of alluded to it earlier with the analogy of speaking, that the your first speaking gig shouldn't be some bigwig conference for thousands of people. You kind of incrementally work your way up. And same thing with building relationships. You're building relationships with other people that are at your level. As you kind of continue to build your influence and what you're doing, whether it's online or offline, then it gives you more opportunities to connect with some bigger, you know, quote unquote players or people that may be in your industry or space, whatever that space may be. Okay, so we we're Getting, starting to get people to register, what should be like the format of the webinar? Should it just be me teaching the whole time? Should there be slides, no slides? Give us some big picture view on that. Yeah, you can do whatever is comfortable to you. You know, I usually do a presentation that involves slides. I like to have a lot of slides and to move very quickly through the slides and have them be engaging, not a lot of words on the screen. It's not your typical PowerPoint presentation where there's 500 words on a slide. Everyone's going to be bored by that. But you definitely want to have some kind of presentation, whatever you're comfortable with. It could be literally you just speaking to the camera the entire time. Personally, I don't think that's all that interesting. I think that it's more interesting if you vary it up. I like to start with me speaking to the camera so people can see my face and they can associate a name with a face and then move to my slides and do the slide presentation from there. Now, as far as the content goes for the actual presentation, there's a couple of mistakes that I see people make. One is trying to be too salesy. Now, a lot of times people are fearful of being too salesy. And so and I think that comes from our experience in the past of seeing people are constantly trying to sell us, whether it's in person or in a webinar. I think that it's okay to do some selling. In fact, actually, if you do a presentation and you do a good job, then by the end of the presentation, there are going to be some people who want to go further and they're going to want an opportunity to go further. And so if you don't give them an opportunity at the end, if you don't have some kind of offer, you could actually have a bad result because people would be upset that there isn't an opportunity. So I think you should do a lot of education, a lot of training, 
You want to deliver on whatever promise you made. So whatever the title is, that's going to be making a promise to people who registered that they're going to get that thing. So you want to make sure that you deliver that to them. At the same time, most webinars are maybe 60 minutes, you know, sometimes a little bit longer. The statistics show that right around 60 minutes is really kind of the perfect amount of time before people's interests start to wane. So I usually try and hit about that mark. So, you know, you do a 60-minute presentation, but, you know, if if you're covering a topic, like most topics, and you can't cover everything in 60 minutes, then you might have some other additional offering like a coaching opportunity or consulting or a digital course or something like that, which you could present at the end, and then you do Q&A. Now, another thing I do want to point out is almost every presentation, there's some kind of bio at the beginning where you give your bio, you explain who you are for people who don't know you. And this is really, really valuable real estate. And I see a lot of people make a mistake with the bio in that they tell a story and they're like, hey, guys, this is me. Hey, it's John. I, I like to go backpacking on the weekend and I'm a big fan of Super Mario. And what else? I love Chinese wow. food. And it's like completely irrelevant to right, the people right. who are participating. What you want to do with that bio is you want to be relatable to your audience. And you also want to establish a little bit of social proof, which demonstrates why they should listen to you for the next hour. So during that presentation, I try to present that I know exactly what my target audience is experiencing. So, you know, maybe it's your target audience is, you know, they're overweight and they want to get fit. And maybe they experience a lot of anxiety and they want to reduce that stress. Or maybe their business is struggling and they want to get more clients. Whatever it is, you want to demonstrate that you know what that's like and you've experienced it. You've gotten past it and you actually have a solution that you will present for them that will help them out. And the quicker, the better, right? So you want to give them some real results, some real tangible things that they can walk away with from that actual presentation. So I just want to bring that bio point up because I see a lot of people make that one mistake. Yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, you know, part of the challenge with speaking is that there's only so much you can cover in a given amount of time. And so giving someone a next step works really, really well in a webinar. And it's going to work really well right now because there's only so much we can talk about about webinars. And so uh, we are going to be, again, we've touched on it and teased it. We're going to be co-hosting a webinar on June the 1st. So this would be valuable just for people to see the process of it. But then also we're going to be going into more depth on how to create your webinar, how to run your webinar, how to fill seats, how to get people there. Uh, so all of that we are going to be doing and talking about on June the 1st, So which is going to be just a couple days away. You can register for free by going over to thespeakerlab.com slash John, J-O-H-N, thespeakerlab.com slash John, and you can register for that. In addition, you can also find at the same spot there, John's going to be, uh, he's got a free ebook to help us get started. So John, I want you to give us a quick nutshell on that. Yeah. So I, I created an ebook that is called How to Create Your First Webinar in 30 Days. And it basically lays out my process that I recommend you take. It, it's, it's really, really kind of easy, makes it not as mysterious as you might think it is in order to start using webinars really quickly in, in your business in order to get more leads and sales, you know, build an email list, become a recognized expert. And that's really a, a big one that a lot of people struggle with is this idea of how to use webinars in order to have a bigger impact, how to become a recognized expert and, and authority in their industry. And so I really focus on that. You know, if you're thinking, well, webinars aren't for me because I'm not an internet marketer or I don't have a digital course. Well, 
webinars are really becoming a tool that anyone can use, especially people who have a background as a business owner or a service professional, and they'd like to become a respected authority. And so this book will show you how to do that. And we'll be talking, of course, about those things on the webinar presentation in a couple of days. So I'm really looking forward to it, Grant. Awesome. And so if people are interested in that book, tell you what, we'll just make it simple. Whenever you register for the webinar, we'll send you the ebook. All right. So even if you're just like, I just want the ebook, I'm not sure if I can come to the webinar, just go ahead and register. We'll send you that link to download the ebook. That'll make it simple. So you can get both by going over to, again, thespeakerlab.com slash John. Again, thespeakerlab.com slash John. So again, that webinar, totally free. Come hang out with us. It's going to be on June the 1st. If you're listening to this way into the future, you can still go ahead and register for that. We may be able to get you the replay or at least the, uh, the ebook, but definitely stop by thespeakerlab.com slash John. So John, thanks for the time, man. Looking forward to uh, hanging out with you in just a couple days. Awesome, Grant. Thank you. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that chit chat chatteroo with uh, John Corcoran talking all about webinars. Hey, again, we're going to be hanging out live in person June the 1st. June the 1st. We're not really in person. I mean, so it's a webinar, it's online. So you're going to want to join us there on June the 1st. You can join us again from the comfort of your own home. You can register. It's totally free by going over to thespeakerlab.com slash John. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash John. If you're listening to this way into the future and it is past June the 1st, 2016. That's okay, my friends. I will forgive you. You're going to get a hall pass this time. But I want you to make sure that you still go ahead and register for that. That way we can get you out a replay and hook you up with all of the free content and training and goodness that we have for you all about webinars. So definitely stop by thespeakerlab.com slash John. All right, that wraps up today's episode. We will catch you next time, my friend. You're awesome.